Welcome to Speak for Yourself. I'm Marcel Swally. Woo! Woo! That's Emmanuel Otto. Y'all can tweet him about it. Let's get it started in the NBA, where the Heat came back from 13 points against the Celtics and took a 1-0 series lead in the conference finals last night. Miami got another huge game from Jimmy Butler, who scored 17 of his 41 points in the third quarter, and the Heat's defense came up big on the shorthanded Celtics, who were without Marcus Smart. And Al Horford to zero field goals in the first six minutes of the second half. Good Lord. Acho, what did you learn from the Heat's game one win, brother? So I didn't learn anything. I learned absolutely nothing from the Heat's game one win. I was just reminded of everything. Oh, there you go. There you go. So you remember yesterday I said usually it's going to be the angrier player that's going to win the battle. You said In a fight, y'all, in a street fight, if nobody has any sort of martial arts, mortal combat credential. Over here. If it's just straight <laughs> mano y mano. Yes, yes. Then I'm always going to bet on the angrier fighter Period. There you go. I gave the story. I was in Jester East. That's the dorm in Austin, Texas, on our 40 Acres mm. campus. And I walked through the hallways one day. I saw two cats fighting. It was Dan but- Buckner and Javante Johnson, linebacker, wide receiver, 6'4 versus 6'3, 220 versus 240. It was a fairly even matchup. That's a big receiver. <laughs> Whoever. Big receiver out of Allen, Texas, four star <laughs> recruit. It was a fairly even matchup. Okay. So I leaned to my right, I asked my dog, I say, hey, what are they fighting about? about in the middle of the fight middle of the fight i asked my dog what they fighting about because i got to figure out where i'm gonna put my money and who i'm break. betting on you're not gonna break it up though no, not at all okay, okay. i said six four six three i don't want no parts i'm six two okay, right. i said what they fighting about hey so-and-so got his girl took what Oh, I know where I'm putting my money. Oh, yeah, I know where yeah, I'm putting my yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bet on a dude mm. who's more upset mm-hmm. jimmy butler plays every game like he got his girl took every game it don't matter who he playing against. He played every game uh, like he got his girl took. Mm. And he played last night like it was Jason Tatum who took her. I could believe that, though. No question about it. <laughs> That's a good-looking dude. I mean, That's right. Respectful. But he played last night like it was Jason Tatum yeah, who yeah. took her. I didn't learn anything about the Heat's game. Mm. I didn't learn anything from the Heat's victory. Mm. I was just reminded that the Heat played like some hungry dogs. And hungry dogs got to eat, and it's the Heat. Uh. That's what I was reminded of, Sal. It uh. wasn't as though I learned that the uh. Heat are a good team. They're one seed. Duh, they're a good team. It's not like I learned that Eric Spolstra can coach. He's an NBA championship coach. He's mm. a future Hall of Fame coach. Duh, he can coach. Right. It wasn't like I learned that Jimmy Butler gets buckets. Averaging 28 points per game thus far through the season, mm. through the Heat's playoffs. Duh, he can get buckets. Mm. Nicknamed Jimmy Buckets. I was just simply reminded, oh, oh. yeah, Spolster can coach. Butler can get buckets, and the Heat are a great team. We learned nothing new. I came on a show yesterday, and I think we do, in fact, have the sound. I came on a show yesterday, and I just said, hey, give me Butler over Tatum because Butler is hungrier. Tatum is prettier. Mm-hmm. You can talk on or off the court. Tatum is prettier. Tatum, like, he just makes it look so smooth. You remember he went step back, step back, right hand, right hand? Yeah. Kissed him. Oh, my God. Tatum yes. is prettier with it. Yes, he is. But Jimmy Butler just gets it done. Mm. And the Heat find a way to get it done. I learned absolutely nothing mm. from watching that game yet last night. But I was reminded of everything. Okay, I'm going to borrow from you. I was reminded as well. All right, let me not lie. Um, I did learn that Jimmy Butler way better than I give him credit for. <laughs> and, and I know Jimmy a little bit, a little itty-bitty. I hope he didn't see yesterday's show. I hope he's watching right now because, good Lord, wow. I was like, I was feeling like them two dudes fighting in the dorm. Jimmy Butler was just beating me down. 
in terms of his intensity and production. I respect that. I did learn that Jimmy Butler, who now has five games with the Miami Heat of 40 or more points in the postseason and zero in the regular season, that Jimmy Buckets needs the moment to be bigger for him to be his best. But what I was reminded of, the ball from you, oh, a number one seed at home <laughs> needs to get the cobwebs out their eye in the first half, and then the second half they're going to show up. What I was reminded of is how great uh, Eric Spolstra is in terms of coaching in his mind. You know how some coaches you go into at halftime, and let's just say it's all about the Gatorade, the oranges, and going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And some coaches use halftime for what it's really for adjustments. They're going to tear that whiteboard up. All the Sharpies out. All the dry erase markers out. They tearing the whiteboard up. And Eric Spolster went out there, and in that second half, they manifested what he put mm-hmm. on that whiteboard. Let's talk about what happened. Boston went cold from three-point. They didn't make a three. Let's talk about in the second half, the rebounds. You could talk about in the third quarter specifically, got out-rebounded, more turnovers. What happened was Boston, being real, Boston's still going to win the series. I can see it right now. And you want to do this again, you and Slick Rick? Y'all want to do this again with last series? Y'all want to talk about Milwaukee? I can tell you how this is going to go. Miami at home rested. Oh, Boston coming like that? Even Marcus Smart, Al Horford, we get all that. But, hey, we're missing Kyle Lowry. Second half, hey, y'all got to do this. Just get over here. Jimmy. Okay, let's go. And they went out there and handled business. But now Boston is sitting there still in South Beach thinking, you know what? We had them. Now we know how to finish them. Because they're not going to be as fatigued. Coming off a seven-game series, when you're not the better team by seeding on the road, it caught up to Boston. Sure. But I think there's going to be some time elapsing now. They're going to recover, recharge, and go out there revitalize. What I learned, Jimmy Buckets not playing in this postseason. What I was reminded of, oh, Number one seed should win that first game at home, even if it's a second-half surge. I'm not the kind of guy to say I told you so. Not to say I told you so. You did it twice in that block without saying it, but (laughs) I mean, yesterday, sale. You going to do it again? You got sound? No, no, no. no. I mean, I, 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 you're right. I mean, can we, can we just, since we have it. Oh, God. We, have it, we might as well play it. We might as well play it. Heller, Colvin, somebody. Can we, can we play yeah. it? Yeah. Um, go ahead. Take your girl, too. I understand that Jimmy Butler has a greater resume than Tyler Hero. But Tyler Hero, to me, is buckets but right Sal, now on the rise. Jimmy now, Sal. I meant Jimmy Buckets. You, I said Buckets. You shouldn't have had Freud. to learn that. You shouldn't have had to. Love Tyler Hero. You shouldn't have had to, but you did. Here's the biggest, the only thing I can say I learned. The only one, y'all. The only thing I can say I learned okay. is that the Heat are a team built through adversity. I'll be honest. I thought mm-hmm. the game was over yesterday after the half. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, Boston, if they can already do this to Miami with Horford out and Smart out, yeah. it's a wrap. Uh-huh. But then, Sal, I learned, wait a second, the Heat have the best record mm-hmm. in basketball since the biggest team intra-altercation occurred this season. You remember it was March. Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, literally about to go to uh-huh. blows, yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, the head coach for the Miami Heat, and the star player for the Miami Heat about to go to blows because the Heat just got blown out by the Warriors without Steph, without Draymond, without Clay. They about to fight. Mm. Since that moment, what? the Miami Heat have the best record in the National Basketball Association. So Boston was the hottest team at the Not, not since that moment. Oh, okay. Since that moment, that moment Miami in your dorm. Six okay. <laughs> have the best record in basketball. The Heat are a team built through adversity. They went into half down mm. by eight. You're at home. You're the healthier team. 
You're the more rested team. Yeah. And you are down by eight to a team that just came through a dogfight in, game, in seven games. Adversity. But what happened coming out of the half? All of a sudden, Jimmy Butler turns it on. He has 27 points mm-hmm. where he only had 14 in the first half. And Eric Spolster turns it on because Eric Spolster, he solicits his bench players to start balling. Now Vincent and Strusset go end up going for 12 and 11, respectively. Yeah. The reason the Celtics are actually in trouble, and I wanted to choose mm. the Celtics, but I don't know if I can anymore. The Heat have a better best player. We learned that. <laughs> and the Heat have a better coach. I love Emil Doka. First off, he's Nigerian. Obviously, I have to love him. But I love Emil Doka. I really do. But at the end of the day, he's going to have to take his lashes and lumps like every other first-timer. Eric Spolstra severely outcoached him in the second half. In football cell, you learn how great a coach is, not by what you see in the first quarter. You know better than I. You learn how great a coach is by what you see in the third quarter. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you see coming out of halftime? First quarter, truth be, truth be told, I'm going to tell y'all secret. We really all just playing blind out there. Yeah, yeah. We all just trying to guessing figure it game. out. Guessing game. It is a complete guessing game in the National Football League in the first couple quarters. Yeah, yeah. We just going to come out, play our vanilla defense, see what the offense is going to do. Yeah. Offense is going to come out with the game plan, see how the defense is going to react. By third quarter, when we eating our bananas, when we taking our pickle juice, when we eating our orange slices, when the coaches run back in, all right, man, all right, man, sit up, sit up. Linebackers, come to the front. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do, guys. That's really when you can tell how good a coach is. Yeah. In basketball, that third quarter is when we learn. The Celtics gave up 39 points in the third quarter. Mm. Five more points than they had given up in any quarter all season long. Let's go. Five more points than the Celtics defense had given up in any quarter all season long. Miami Heat came out in that third quarter and made adjustments. Jason Tatum, six turnovers in the third quarter alone. Keep in mind, Jason Tatum was cooking in that first half. 21 points, y'all. But rest of the game, he only had eight points. Jason Tatum, first half, plus 14. Rest of the game, minus 22. Jimmy Butler, first half, 14 points. Rest of the game, 27. Come the third quarter when coaches got to coaching, Eric Spolstra told Ime Udoka and showed Ime Udoka what it's really about. That's what I learned is that the Heat are a team built through adversity and their best player is better and their coach is better. Oh, that was too strong for me. Too strong. If Spolster outcoached him the second half, that means he got outcoached the first half. Yes, sir. Okay, good. Yes, so sir. we balanced. All right. Not Give, balanced. Yeah, yeah well, I think we balanced. Uh, you you outcoached me for one half. I outcoached you for one half. I don't want to hear your resume. I don't want to hear where LeBron and Dwayne Wade was half, here. What half means more, though. You know Which how it goes. Oh, oh, okay. I give you that. I give you that. All right. Ty goes to you. Here we go. Jimmy Butler went off, right? Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum went off in the first half. Yes, sir. Okay, but you're going to give, the, obviously, to Jimmy Butler. Yes, sir. Was Marcus Smart? He was not. Who is that? Defensive player of the year? Yes, sir, he is. You think Jimmy Buck is going off like that against Marcus Smart? I don't think so. I, whatever level is going to hurt, whatever level Jimmy Butler comes down to, it won't be the same. Let's mm-hmm. just go there. Al Horford missing as well. Do you know that is 13 points and 15 points, not even talking about the defense, not even talking about the savvy of Al Horford that is missing from this lineup. Grant Williams, is he a good player, great player, role player, wherever you want to put him, he's a player, right? Mm-hmm. We saw him last time before yesterday, 27 points. Last night, seven. Grant Williams is going to find his way. He's going to find his groove. You get Horford back. You get Smart back. You get the defense back. You get the savvy back. All of a sudden, it's not so much on the coaching. It's on the players out there. And Jason Tatum in the second half can't be Jason Tatum. He was last night. Second half, he looked atrocious compared to what he looked like in the first half. So now, all of a sudden, you should be thinking, Maybe Boston can do something in the series. Maybe Boston will win this series. Horford, smart, presence, 
defense. On top of that, some of these role players are just going to find their water. They're going to find their way. That's why I think that the Miami Heat may be in trouble because what they use was fatigue. What they use is their coaching. But I don't know how much Eric Sposa is going to be able to outcoach the Boston Celtics because they are well coached. They went from being offensive minded to defensive minded in one year. They went from just having ballers to playmakers that can ball. That's why this is going to be an interesting series. I know it's going seven, but I still think Boston going to sneak. It is. But here's what we talk about. We make a seven game series seem so long. But a seven-game series is also not all that long. It can be relatively short. Heat only got to win three more games. Like, we acting like that's a, oh, my God, the Heat got to sit here and outlast them for 82. Heat got to win three more, y'all. Eric Spolster got to outcoach Emeo Doka for three more, y'all. Jimmy Butler had a quiet 41, mind you. It was only on 19 shots. He gave you 41 points on 19 shots, 17 of 18 from the strike. Mm. Jimmy Butler had a silent 41 points. Mm. It was not loud. It was not flashy. It was not all a whole bunch of pizzazz. So it was not like Jimmy Butler did something we've never seen before, as you told us. He's got 40, 40, 4, 40 point games in the playoffs for the Heat. Furthermore, Mm -hmm. he's averaging 29 in the playoffs right now. So Jimmy Butler having 40 is not even all that outlandish. You talk about the Heat. You talk about the Celtics. Grant Williams only had seven. Truth be told, that is who Grant Williams is. Yeah. Remember, his 27 was a career high, and it beat his previous game's career high of 21. So Grant Williams ain't a 20-point dropper. No, He's a 7-10-point dropper. Pritchard, he balled yesterday for the Celtics. Now, I understand that Smart was not there, but Smart's not a guy who's going to give you 20. Pritchard gave you 8 points in 8 minutes immediately off the bench and then rounded out, I believe, by having 10 points in the first half. So Pritchard was getting buckets <laughs> as I look at it. Did the Celtics give us their best shot, us being the Miami Heat? Absolutely not. Horford is still somebody to reckon with. And to your point, Marcus Smart going to bring Jimmy Butler down a little bit. I think when Tyler Hero's on the court, Marcus Smart is probably going to match up with Tyler Hero. Mm. But if they do put him on Mm. Butler, Marcus Smart's going to bring Jimmy Butler down a little bit. Mm. But at the end of the day, Butler's a better player. Spolster's a better coach. And at a minimum, we learned that yesterday. Ah. I'm reminded of Butler picking on Pritchard defensively because he just knew. Got to take advantage of it right now. Wow. Smart's not here. Whatever that annoyance is going to be, irritants is going to be to me going forward. 28 points is missing. Horford, Smart. Defense is missing. Mm-hmm. Experience is missing. And y'all need a second-half surge to beat us at home? And y'all rested? I just know how the mindset go. We always talk about the two scoreboards. There's one with the points. You guys were down eight, and you end up winning this game convincingly. Respect. You're supposed to. The series doesn't start, as I quote, who is it? The famous James philosopher, Harden. James Harden. <laughs> Billy and all. <laughs> James Harden. Talking about, series don't start until the road team wins. Road team wins. Well, the series can end before the road team wins as well. But in this series, I think it's going seven right now. Psychologically, I think that the Boston Celtics fatigued. Now it's going to come back rested and recharge mentally because they feel like we match up well with this team. They were outscored. The Boston Celtics gave up the most points they had this entire postseason in this game. I don't think it was just because of sheer firepower from the Miami Heat. I think it was just a simple, I'm tired, boss. A little of that fatigue caught up with them. Coming up, with so much young talent in the NFL, we're going to rank our top five quarterbacks under the age of 30. Oh, that's going to be fun. But first, game one of the Western Finals tips off tonight. Tell you who we'd rather have. Luka? or Steph Curry. That's next on Speed for Yourself. 
Turn my music up. Let's get to San Fran, where the game one of the Western Conference Finals tips off tonight. Warriors hosting the Mavericks. Luka Doncic has been red hot this postseason, coming off a blowout game seven win, knocking out the top-seeded Suns. Meanwhile, Steph Curry ready to make his sixth Western Conference Finals appearance in the last eight seasons alone. Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, two of the best to ever do it at their position, both young and old. But, Sal, mm. who would you rather have this series, Luka or Steph? Did I hear you correctly when you said this series? Okay, I just want to make sure. I don't want to get caught up in no CP3, Pat Bev conversation where we're having this global conversation about something specific. So since you said this series, give me the Don. Give me Luka Doncic. Okay. But I got to serve the crowd. I understand where you're coming from. You guys all going to look at Steph and his resume and look at Luka new on the block and say, oh, what is Marcel's talking about? So I will serve you exactly what you want to eat. In terms of playoff career, you know that Luka is averaging almost 33 points a game and Steph Curry on the shot, boy? The greatest shooter of all time is only averaging 24 points a game in his playoff career. Luka's fourth year in the NBA, three of his first four seasons in the playoffs, already has one more playoff triple-double than Steph. Okay, that's not what we're here for. We're here for this series. You ready for this? Duck. Luka is second behind only Giannis, who is not playing anymore, so he ain't second behind anybody in points per game in this postseason. Steph Curry is eighth. Luka averages more assists. How big is he? 6'8", they say? They say taller when you mm -hmm. see him. You know, he looks 6'8 on TV, a little big, meaty, don't move that fast, heavy-footed, as you would say. Averages more assists than Steph Curry, who's a point guard. Let's stop. Luka averages more rebounds. Duh. Luka's shooting better from the field. Mm, interesting than the greatest shooter of all time. And Luka on defense is going to get that ball away from you more than Steph Curry. More steals. Dog, it's not really a comparison. But let me give it to you like it was given to me one time when the conversation of, oh, man, you know, you watching boxing. Who won that round? Oh, man, I don't know. It was close. Who would you rather be? It's this simple, man. If two dudes can fight, Steph Curry and Luka Doncic, both of those guys are amazing. Give me the bigger one. Give me Luka Dodon, who is not only statistically outdoing Steph Curry, but is doing it in a bigger fashion. Okay. That's a great conversation. It's a great argument. Um, no, it's not. Give me Steph. Why? For obvious reasons. Well, for the first complex reason, Steph, I view as a covalent bond. Sell you smart. What did you just say? Columbia, so you better understand. What what just, I ain't ever been to jail, though. I, 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 I've been arrested. I ain't never been in jail. Uh, he's a covalent bond, Sal. You know, we're talking chemicals. Covalent bond, it interlinks, uh, it interlinks two atoms, big dog. A covalent bond is what allows things to come together and become better. A covalent bond, it's what brings Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green together. A covalent bond is what brings Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson together to win a championship. A covalent bond, it's what allows things to pair up and make everything greater than it was before. That's not a general manager who brings them all together? No, sir. Oh, okay, it's a general manager. I'm talking about a floor general. Whoa. That's what I'm talking about. That's who Steph Curry is. <laughs> You're in your bag. What else in there? <laughs> oh, give what? me Steph Curry because oh, while Luka Doncic will have better statistics and Luka is a player, y'all. Luka is a dude. What, what else is there then? What I have to look at when I look at Steph Curry's statistics, truth be told, I have to look at the st statistics of other people because Steph Curry is helping other people uh, become greater as well. Mm. If you only want to look at Luka and you only want to look at Steph and look at their box scores isolated, yeah, obviously Luka will have a greater box score. Yeah. But, Sel, that's something that not even a layman fan would do. That's
that's something that literally someone descending upon us from Mars who has no concept of sports as a team game, who has no concept of sports as the ability to elevate those around you, that's what somebody descending from another planet might do. Mm. You've played sports far too long. I've played mm. sports far too long to be that lazy with our narratives and that lazy with our analysis. Steph Curry's a winner, y'all. Period. Mm. He wins 70% of his playoff games. Mm. He wins 65% of his regular season games. Luka Doncic, on the other hand, remember, he's 11 and 12 in the playoffs. Okay. As good as Luka is individually, this is the first year he's gone past the first round. Let's respect Luka, mm. but let's put some respect on Steph's name. And see, there's a pivotal, 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 pivotal difference. Like, Luca should get our respect, mm. but we should put some respect on Steph's name. I'll give it to you like this, Sal, yeah. and I will be quiet. Yeah. Luca was winning European MVPs in 2018. Luca was winning European titles in 2018. In 2018, Steph was already a two-time NBA MVP, was on his third NBA title, and had been to four NBA titles. So while Luca was dominating in Europe, Steph was dominating in America. Mm. And as we would all say watching this show, basketball in America is greater than basketball in Europe. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what Luca was doing at one level, Steph was already doing at another, and Steph has still been doing it since. Give me Steph Curry, big dog. Oh, man. Uh-oh. I think we're about to have some fun right here. We both going to the party. You remind me of someone that would like to be late to the party, as they say, fashionably late. You want to make an entrance, right? One of the jokes on me was I got there too soon for who I was. I used to have all my boys like, dog, why are we going so early? And that was just a sociologist in me. I like to see the party build up. That was the DJ in me. I'm there first, man. I'm here to set it up. Even though I was somebody, people kept telling me, like, dog, chill. The girls ain't even there yet. Not the fine ones. I was like, no, no, no. I want to see them come in. I don't want to see them already. So here's the thing. I'm not a hater. I just tell the truth too early. In part because I'm going to go to the party and be there, and you're going to come late to the same party. Acho, stop telling me about 2018, man. This series. Mm -hmm. Ah, You can have a greater resume, but in this moment, you ain't ready. Trayvon Bermel, you brought him up yesterday. What happened to him last year? Last year, he had the world's best time all the year. And then we got to the Olympics. And what had happened was, in that moment, this series, that moment, <laughs> ooh, you look a little different. Steph Curry cannot borrow from others in this conversation. He can for team success. He can. They may win a championship. But Luka is 23 right now, putting himself in position to possibly win a championship when Jordan didn't win his first one in 27, when LeBron didn't win his first one in 27. I don't want to go historical because Steph Curry going to smash Luka with the birth certificate first and then with his obvious accomplishments. But in this moment, Luka is second in NBA history in scoring in the postseason ever. And this is him right now at 23. All I'm saying is respect the surge that is coming, not just what's been here forever. <sighs> Can we go somewhere? Where are we going? To the club? I get in trouble for To this. the track meet? Um, we're going life. Oh, okay. We're, we're going here. life. Where are you here? I was, I was talking to a friend one time. Talking to a friend one time, and they were talking about how they strong, independent. Uh-oh. They strong, and they independent. What's her name, and where is she working? What treadmill in her bedroom? strong, and they independent. Oh, nah, here we go. And I said, What's her name? don't confuse being strong with being lonely. Oh, you told her that? 
right. She ain't your friend no more. <laughs> Do not for one second. What? Because when you alone... You have to do everything. Mm. If I'm by myself, Sal, mm. and I got to set up, and y'all know I'm moving to a new house, I got to set up the bed frame. I got to hold up the mattress, and I got to put down the, the frame. It ain't happening. I got to <laughs> tuck in one side of the bed, then hope that side stays tucked in if I'm making a bed, run to the other side, tuck in the other side, hoping that the side I just tucked in don't come up, run to the front corner, tuck in the front corner, hoping the back two corners don't come up, run to the other corner, tuck in the other corner, hoping the back three corners don't come up. <laughs> You've been there before. <laughs> oh, my God. Have I the life of a single Single man. Because he's lonely or strong. Which one? <laughs> Don't confuse being strong with being lonely. I'm listening. And that, I think, is mm. the mistake you are making with Luca versus Steph. Oh, let's go. Luca is significantly lonelier than Steph is. True, true, very true. So don't for a second confuse being strong very or being true. lonely. See, when you're lonely and you got to open up that jar of tomato, uh, tomato sauce for the pasta and you can't open it up, you have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Open up the drawer. <laughs> yep, right there. That's the first <laughs> thing you got to do. You got to hit the bottom of the jar. Second thing, when that don't work, that don't open work. up the drawer and grab the cloth. Put the cloth yeah, over yeah, the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody Nobody there. Nobody there. <laughs> You're not strong. You lonely. So what I don't want you to make the mistake of doing is confusing Luca is strong when it's really loneliness. Mm. Steph Curry has company. Mm. Clay Thompson, mm. Draymond Green, mm. Jordan Poole. Hey Poole. Hey bro. Try opening mm. this drawer for me. I got you, dog. Mm. Hey, hey Draymond. Hold the corner of that bed sheet real quick. I'm just gonna put this one right here. I got you, dog. Don't confuse being strong with being lonely, big dog. Statistically speaking, Luca is going to do more. Mm -hmm. But Luca's going to do more because Luca is lonelier. That does not make Luca better. It only makes Luca lonelier. Steph Curry doesn't have to do as much. He got a house full of people, big dog. Uh. He got kids running around the first floor. He got mom and them running Mm. down the top floor. He Mm. got somebody in the basement chilling. And ding, friends just came over. Steph ain't lonely, big dog. Mm. That doesn't mean he's worse. Uh. It just means he has more help. I still want Steph in this series. Oh, my God. This is a beautiful thing right here. Tell me who Luca is. Tell me. If Steph Curry finds himself in the Western Conference Finals, and he's strong, you said, right? And Luca is at the same place as him, but he lonely. That means he had to carry all of them. He brought the whole village on his back. He did. And is still standing as tall as you. I don't even want to get into the comparison right now. We at the same place. So you could talk about your path where everybody else chipped in. And he's like, nah, this all on my credit card. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's a different experience now we're talking because now I wonder what's your spending limit. If you got all that and you still here waiting for more and can do more, you might be strong and not lonely or lonely by choice, mm-hmm. which is not lonely. Let's talk, talk about, about this. Him. Talk about it. If Steph Curry and them get into this series and realize they go on four against one and one is holding his own, that's going to defeat them psychologically. I'm not saying they're going to tap. I'm not going to say they're going to cave. But they're going to be thinking, what the hell is this? That's what Luca has done. That's why I think he is the one you have to choose in this series. There's a superpower to him right now. Steph Curry's been here before, and we're going to talk about that later, so I want to steal that point. But Steph Curry is in a shared experience. Once again, he finds himself. Clay, you got Draymond. You got Wiggins. You got Poole. Before, it was KD added to the mix without Jordan Poole and Wiggins. However, 
Somebody is looking right at you, right in your eyes, saying, I did this by my lonely. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're that opponent and you see four on one and you can't beat them down, Acho, I bring three of my boys, we still in a tussle with you and you holding your own? Oh, I got to give you more than respect. I got to say, in this moment, you may be stronger than I am. Woo, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. You're on to something. Come on. Luca does, in fact, have to navigate the whole village while to some degree carrying the whole village. You're, You're exactly all, right. You're doing it all. Since he's doing it all, let's talk about villages. Uh, every summer, I go to Nigeria. Here we go home. I go, we go home. I go on a medical mission trip to Nigeria with my family. 40 right. doctors, nurses from America. We all travel. So... The most common surgery that we perform while in Nigeria on these medical mission trips, we go to the rural village, Isukwata, Nigeria, Abia State. Most common surgery that we perform, true story, Mm. is hernia surgeries. It's the most common surgery that we perform. Mm. Why do we perform hernia surgeries most commonly in Nigeria? Because the village people of Nigeria oftentimes have to carry things navigating Nigeria. But the issue is not how they, it's not what they have to carry, it's how they have to carry and how much they have to carry. Mm. If you Google pictures and different images, you'll see people in Nigeria walking around with things on their head. Mm. It's easiest to carry large weighted things on your head because how you can deliver it, the weight proportions. Problem, when you're carrying a large amount of things on your head or when you're lifting significantly heavy things through the village, you will develop a hernia. Now, require surgery. Why they are incredibly strong, and while they are incredibly strong, it comes at a cost. Yeah, I get that. It comes at a cost. That's hurting your surgery. I get that. Okay. Luke is incredibly strong navigating, carrying the whole village. Mm. I get it. Right. I've seen that firsthand from figurative talking about Luca to literal talking about villages. I get it. He's incredibly strong. But remember, big dog, it comes at a cost. Mm. Game seven, 27 points, first half alone, cost. 33 points he's averaging in his playoff career, cost. 35 points he's averaging in this uh, season's playoffs alone, cost. It comes at a cost. Keep in mind in this series who the fresher player is. Yeah, I get Keep it. in mind in this series who the player that has more help is. Keep in mind in this series who the player who is more mentally relaxed is and less mentally taxed is. I understand Luka can carry everything on his head, mm. but it comes at a cost, big dog. Mm. It costs to be the boss. It does. And that's who Luka is, the boss. I don't know. This ain't no normal little club dude getting a little couple of sparklers and stuff. He in Vegas. You ever seen them cats? When they're like, all them with me. You be like, all right, that's good. No, I want more. He want to buy out the club. Don't be mad at Luca. It costs to be the boss. Coming up, Shaq took a shot at Kevin Durant and his legacy. Oh, my. Let me tell you if the big man had a point. Uh-oh. We're going to have to go into that next on Speak for Yourself. So you really want Steph? Kevin Durant has fallen short of expectations since joining the Nets. I'm just reading the prompter, y'all. And although he's won two championships and finals MVPs, many feel his legacy will not be complete unless he wins a ring without Steph Curry and the Warriors. And it looks like Shaq agrees. The Hall of Famer took a shot at KD, posting a graphic on his IG story that mocked Durant for his lack of accomplishments since he left Steph's Warriors. So, Acho, does Shaq have a point about KD and Steph? Shaq mm. does. It's an interesting point, though. Mm. Kevin Durant hasn't won anything since he left the Warriors, but the reason is why bring that up. And the only reason you would bring up the fact that Kevin Durant hasn't won since he left the Warriors is because Kevin Durant didn't have to leave the Warriors. Ooh. That's the only reason I think this is worth bringing up. The, 
the barriers to the greatness of Kevin Durant have never been what he can do with the basketball. Okay. They've never been like what that. he can do on the court. It's always been about off the court. The limiting reactant for Kevin Durant becoming the greatest player ever or a top three player ever is not at all about skill. It's just all about will to mm. some degree. It's mm. all about the willingness to mm. get along. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, do not get along. Kevin Durant, James Harden, do not get along. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, do not get along. Mm. Kevin Durant is running away and has run away from three future Hall of Famers. It makes no sense. Mm. Why bring up that Kevin Durant hasn't won anything since he left Golden State because he never had to leave Golden State? Kevin Durant in Golden State, Kevin Durant since leaving Golden State. In Golden State, three times he went to the finals. Two times he was a finals MVP. Three times was he uh, an all-star. Averaged a fewer points, but his points went further. Then he leaves Golden State, and what has he done? I see a whole bunch of zeros, y'all. And in sports, zeros don't mean nothing positive. Mm. So I understand why Shaq is saying what he's saying. I understand what Shaq is, in fact, saying. And everything he's saying is truthful, Sal, because KD ain't won nothing since he left, and he didn't have to leave. Mm, yours was strong. Your points were strong. This whole topic is senseless. And my grandma always said, baby, you can't make sense out of nonsense. And this is nonsense. But we on the clock, so let's talk some nonsense right here. One, he doesn't have a point. But I know why Shaq got into this, because Shaq feels comfortable in this. This is the Kobe-Shaq argument inverted. Basically, what we have here is Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Remember when they departed? It was a chase to who was going to get the ring first, mm -hmm. right? And who got it first? Shaq. But who got more? Kobe. And then the argument continues. Who's better, Kobe or Shaq? Well, Shaq was more dominant, but Kobe was more skilled. Well, Shaq got his first. Well, Kobe got more. And the story continues. Here we are again, 2.0 version of that. Steph and KD. That's why we get into it all the time. It's basically a masquerade of Kobe Shaq which was an interesting barbershop argument. Let's talk about this Spider-Man meme, because they both point at each other, KD and Steph. Neither one of y'all won anything since y'all departed. Ooh, what if Steph won? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, they in the Western Conference Finals? What's that, the Magic Johnson Larry Bird trophy that we about to start giving out? That's what they getting? Has Steph done anything without KD? Has KD done anything without Steph in terms of team success? No and no. So now there's only one other level to go. KD, since he left Golden State, Steph versus Golden State. Nah, get rid of your teammates. Get rid of all that team accolade stuff. I want to know, mano e mano, who's been better? It's not a conversation. Kevin Durant's been better than Steph Curry since departing Golden State. A lot of the smart things I say up here, I would love to take credit for, but it's not me. It's not my mama and daddy's son. It ain't. It's Andy Meyer. I got to give Andy his credit. That's my dog. That's my brain. That's her research head. And let's talk about this. The first line he writes here is, since leaving Golden State, KD has been the better overall player. Y'all don't believe me? More points, more rebounds, same assist. What the hell is a seven-footer doing with a point guard in the same assist? Better shooter from the field, better shooter from three. The best shooter of all time. More double-doubles, more triple-doubles. It gets crazy. And a higher win percentage. And that's what every player tapping out, him hating all his teammates, as you say, and teammates not even showing up and being as professional as they should. Kevin Durant still doing more. Come on, big dog. I need this argument to be sensible. 
sense of both. Right now, it's nonsense talking about KD versus Steph because it's not really a conversation. I'll make it sensible. Um, The reason we don't even need to bring Steph into this conversation, and I'm not exactly sure why you did, a little bit of a distraction tactic. But Oh, it was not. Steph has nothing to do with this. It's leaving Golden State. Does Shaq have a point about... Here's why. Here's why I think it's senseless, senseless to bring Steph into this conversation. Let me hear. Steph didn't choose to leave. You feel me? So at the end of the day, if two people break up and one wants to stay together, that is Steph Curry, then I'm not going to look at Steph Curry who wanted to stay together and be like, well, what have you done since KD left? Steph was like, I didn't want KD to leave. Mm-hmm. If KD would have stayed, we both would have still been balling. Oh, there you, can't, so, you can't hide behind that argument. I'm not hiding behind it. It's oh, okay. the truth. It's no, the it's truth. not. The reason it is is because KD made the decision to leave. Because KD made the decision to leave, now we're looking at KD. Has your life been better without me than it was with me? I did not want you to go. Mm. So I'm not looking at Steph Curry and condemning Mm. Steph Curry for, hey, Steph, how have you looked since KD left? Because Steph was like, I ain't never want Cuz to leave in the first place. So this isn't a Steph-KD conversation. Well, it says right here, does Shaq have a point about KD and Steph, but I'm doing the wrong prep. No, no, no. This is a KD-KD conversation. No, it ain't. KD now versus KD then. Not KD now versus Steph now. This is KD now versus KD then. The lives that changed was KD's life could have been the same in Golden State, and KD's life is now different because he's in Brooklyn. It's not about KD's (laughs) life in Brooklyn and Steph's life in Golden State. You know I talk a lot, but I listen more. Mm -hmm. You're the same dude that wants to do every topic on Belichick, and it's Belichick versus Brady since leaving each other. Oh, Belichick didn't want him to leave. Were you sure about that? Oh, Brady didn't want to leave. You sure about that? Brady made sure he was a free agent at the end of his contract, and Belichick was sitting there like, look, I got an insurance policy. Do what you got to do. So now, Acho, keep the same energy as the kids say. We comparing these two since departure, like in every divorce. In most divorces, somebody wants to stay. Somebody's sitting there like, why'd you cheat? You The day before they cheated, you wanted your husband or wife, but then they cheated. You were like, mm, I'm on the fence. Oh, now you gone? Okay, now we're going to compare not you versus you. We're going to compare you versus what you left. Now, let's talk about this again. Because it doesn't sound like you want to have this conversation because you know it ain't a conversation, which is fine. We can compare KD versus KD. I, KD would have had more success in Golden State. Even duh. still, even still. You can't I, compare let's, them Let's ask much. this question because you always say, duh, what's the Max Kellerman boxing analogy would you after rather watching be? the fight? Who would you rather be? Who would you rather be? In the last three years, Steph versus Kevin Durant, who would you rather be? KD. No, 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 for several reasons. One, think about what KD has had to deal with. First and foremost, he had to deal with a much more grueling injury, but that's silly. That's an aside. He was in Golden State when Correct. he got hurt. Correct, yeah. but that's an aside because his first year in Brooklyn, he wasn't really present. Think about what he's had to deal with in regards to James Harden. you got to lure this man, James Harden, to come into Houston. He comes into Houston and he bamboozles you because he ain't even like that. So now James Harden, mm. who you lured into mm. Houston, you have to deal with his departure. Kyrie Irving, you make a deal with Kyrie. Mm. Yes, let's join Brooklyn together. Let's hire Steve Nash as the head coach. Now the whole world is saying Steve Nash shouldn't even be your head coach. Mm. You also have to deal with Kyrie Irving not fully committed to the game of basketball. So when I look at the last three years of both of their tenures, mm. Kevin Durant has won less playoff series than Steph Curry. Steph Curry's won more playoff series in this, ser- this year alone than Kevin Durant. Steph Curry's scoring title, Kevin Durant without one. Kevin Durant, what has he done besides deal with drama? At the end of the day, when you talk about first-team All-NBA, second-team All-NBAs, Steph Curry's about to more than likely become a second-team All-NBA player once again this year. I assume Luka will be first. So if I'm saying, who would you rather be over these last three years? By far and away, Steph Curry. He hasn't left 
where he was playing. Kevin Durant did. And he hasn't had to deal with the litany of teammates coming in and out, recruiting teammates and watching the teammates that he's recruited leave. Steph Curry has been in the same place, had more team success, has won more games. And it's not like either of them in these last three years have had any major legacy contributions. If either had had any Mm -hmm. major legacy contributions, I'd give it to you. But in the last three years, Steph hasn't done anything to give him a huge legacy bump. KD hasn't done anything to give him a huge legacy bump. So now it's just Steph has had a better quality of basketball life than Kevin Durant. Okay. Steph, easily. Okay, now, look, my my favorite thing about any debate is not using my logic and rhetoric. It's using yours against you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's not have the zero-sum argument, which I hate about sports. Like, only one team was successful. The rest were failures. Let's not have that. Let's have now what you're having, this nuance. It's been better to Steph. It's been feeling better to Steph. It's been less issues dealing with Steph. Hmm, interesting. When the better player of the two has been KD, but that doesn't matter. More wins for KD despite fewer wins in the playoffs. Win percentage all regular season in the playoffs. Oh, you win percentage, not yeah, more yeah, wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph got more yeah. wins. Yeah, because he's been not as hurt. KD missed the whole season. I'll give you all that. Yeah, to your point. But let me just take it to his story for him. I think we're at our best when we talk these stories because then it's like, ah, I get it. You, you're a fisherman? You ever go fishing? No, I don't think. Once. Once? I've been fishing once. Okay, on a boat I don't or? Have the patience, on a boat. Oh, okay, so we're talking big fish. Let's go out there. You ever see somebody catch one of them big boys that they're gonna put on pictures and, and frame up and the scale first? This ain't no throwing, throwing release. This is, I'm keeping this big boy, right? It takes a minute, it takes some time, it takes some wrestling. It takes you losing a couple because mm-hmm. you're going after the big fish. See, you like me. I ain't fished that much. A couple times a little more than you. But the point is, I catch fish. It's all day. It's issueless. Marcel's throw the worm. Here we go. Hey, I got something. Steph Curry. Hey, look. And then KD, he dealing with hard. Mm. He dealing with Kyrie. Mm. This ain't Jordan Poole G League. This is a real whales. These, figuratively speaking. So the point being, it's going to come with some more issues. The risk and reward is higher, is greater. So I'm looking at these situations. Maybe I misread Shaq's point. I thought Shaq's point was, what has KD done since Steph left? And uh, since he left Steph, and I'm like, okay, what has, for comparison purposes, Steph done since KD left? And I think they're still in the same conversation, except Steph is still in the race this year, where KD somewhere in Cancun. Fishing. Coming up, the future is bright in the NFL with so many young star quarterbacks. We're ranking our top five quarterbacks under the age of 30. Next on Speak for Yourself. That was a call. Pro Football Focus released their top five quarterbacks under the age of 30. They had 26-year-old Patrick Mahomes at number one, followed by 25-year-old Josh Allen, Justin Herbert at 24 years old, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson at 25 years old to wrap up their top five. So we're going to rank our top five quarterbacks under the 30. And I tipped it. I almost got my money. All right. I'm talking about the top DBs over 45. I'm in that list. Vato, start us off with your number five quarterback. Man, top five quarterbacks under 30. I love this topic. Yeah, for real. Let's go. Number five, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I don't love that pick too low. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not even going to bog y'all down with crazy numbers. I'm going to talk big picture. Herbert just hasn't been to the playoffs yet. That's it. He hasn't been to the playoffs. 
How can I put him higher than the five spot if he's yet to go to the playoffs? Herbert is not a winning quarterback. It doesn't say Chargers. It said quarterback. He's the quarterback for the Chargers. The greatest players in the history of the sport are the greatest winners in the history of the sport. You cannot tell me. I don't care who it is on what network. I ain't listening to them or they mama. <laughs> Winning and losing is a quarterback stat mm. because great quarterbacks win and bad quarterbacks lose. Ooh. So winning and losing is absolutely a quarterback stat. And until I see Herbert win more, I can only have him at five mm. at four. Way to go. Deshaun Watson. Now, I get it. He, he won four, four games. I get it. He won four I get games. It. It's I a quarterback it. stat, winning and losing. Does, has he won more games than he's lost in his career? Barely. Like one. But still done it. <laughs> has he gone to the playoffs in his career? Yeah. And got it, smoked. And still done it. At the end of the day, <laughs> he on. is only at four. Because I think Deshaun is more talented than four. But he's only at four because... He's only been to the playoffs and only had marginal success in the playoffs one time. Just, but at least he has a winning playoff. Excuse me, at least he has a winning record. Talk to me. He's more talented than Justin Herbert, you said? Yes. Number three. We're going to get into that. We will. We're going to get into that. Dog. Oh, yeah. Number three. What? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Winning and losing is what? Winning and losing is what? Winning and losing is what? Quarterback stat. How do we know it's a quarterback stat? Because at LSU, he won. It's not coincidence, y'all. Joe Burrow shows up and has the second 15-win season in college. The second. There's only ever been two, and he had the second one. Then he goes to a Bengals team. Ooh, that's A Bengals point. team that won mm. two games before mm. he showed up. Mm. A Bengals team that mm. won six games in the year he got hurt. Mm. And takes the Bengals to a mm. Super Bowl. Winning and losing well. is a quarterback stat. And Joe Burrow is a winner. I don't think he's as physically talented as Deshaun, not as physically talented as Justin there Herbert. There we go. But he is a winner. Ooh. He's at three. Ooh. At two. Oh, this is hard. Josh me. Allen. Okay, now we talking brother for Monday. Because <laughs> Josh Allen has all the physical intangibles of everybody on the list, but he also wins. Winning and losing is a quarterback, quarterback stat. stat. Okay, I like that. And Josh yes. Allen, yes. he finds yes. ways to win. 13 wins, 13 wins, 13. He a dude. He a dude. Got a freaking shotgun as all right arm. He is a dude, and he can do everything all these quarterbacks yes. can do, plus he can win. Yes. An absolute yes. stud. Yes. And number one, it's obvious. It's Patrick obvious. Mahomes. Yeah, I knew Patrick it. Mahomes. Y'all know how I feel about winning and losing at this point in time. I'm not going to tell you again. That's <laughs> quarterback stat. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl, league MVP, been to two Super Bowls. Oh. Last year, though, oh. lost to Joe Burrow in the conference championship after beating Josh Allen uh, in round two of the playoffs. So this is my top five list. Mahomes is the greatest of the winners. Joe Burrow, an incredible winner. Josh Allen, winner and talented. Deshaun Watson, talented marginal winner. Justin Herbert, incredibly talented, but even more marginal winner. That's where I'm at. Where you at, big dog? Oh, this is going to be our greatest argument. I need to just hurry up and get through the list so we can battle. Number five. Lamar Jackson, because quarterback is a stat about winning, right? Oh, who has the most wins under the age of 25 in NFL history? That man right there. Lamar Jackson. That man right, right there. there. You forgot Lamar Jackson. I would take somebody off that list. I'll tell you who later. Let's go with number four, Deshaun Watson. I'm with you. I was having some fun with you. He's not above Justin Herbert, but he should certainly be on the list. We know who Deshaun Watson is, a beast. Every year, touchdown production going up, despite the wins not necessarily equating with those. Number three, who I got? Patrick Mahomes. I know it's too low for you, Acho. We'll get into that battle right now. But I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes 
monster. Can't even take a shot at him. But if you're asking me, under 30, if I'm drafting today, who am I choosing? Patrick Mahomes, you're right where you're supposed to be. Number three, not number one. You know who number two is. Herbie! Justin Herbert. Why? I don't know. He's just on an NFL historical pace despite not having team success. I'm sorry, most yards, most touchdowns, first two years. I'm sorry that you think that he has to carry everyone when all we're talking about are the top five quarterbacks, not teams, under 30. Number one, come on, man. What are you going to call him, 17 gays? Not angry. Okay. Right. Number 17, Josh Allen. God, I can't say enough about the dude. Running mm-hmm. ability, throwing ability, doing it in those elements out there in Buffalo, and coming. Going against your number one last year, losing the game. Here we go again. Losing the team game, but not losing that individual performance against the other opposing quarterback. Josh Allen's my number one. Take some shots right now, because I'm ready for it. I won't argue with Allen at one. Like, that's fine. Like, you can argue, but I won't. I won't. What I have to argue is this. You cannot omit Joe Burrow from this list. Why, I can't. I I got the sheer blast. You ready? Joe Burrow before last year, how many games did he win? Six in his rookie year when he was before Yeah, 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 yeah. So we can't act like this is a consistent winning quarterback in the NFL. He went to the Super Bowl. Amazing. Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl, kept winning, but never went back to the Super Bowl. How do I know that Joe Burrow's going to do this again? How do I know that Joe Burrow, even if he does it again, is better than the unanimous MVP? Even if Burrow does not do it again. Respect to Deshaun Watson, because you know the football player. Yeah, yeah, we ain't messing with him. Burrow is still should be high. He has to be higher than Deshaun. I won't argue you on Lamar, but he has to be higher than Deshaun. Here's why. Burrow, we know, is a better professional quarterback thus far. He's won more. He's done better with less. What we also know is Burrow was also a better college quarterback. Why are you bringing up college and the pros? Here's why. At every level, anything Deshaun has done, Burrow, too, has done. Remember, Deshaun's rookie year, he got hurt, too. Burrow's rookie year, he got hurt. If I'm not mistaken, Deshaun's rookie year, seven wins. Burrow's rookie year, six wins. So anything you want to condemn Joe Burrow for as a rookie, you have to also condemn Deshaun for as a rookie. Conversely, Joe Burrow went his second year to a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson's second year, what, to the playoffs? So you have to at least have Burrow above Deshaun. Well, hold on. Deshaun, only second in NFL history. Over 300 yards and 70% completion percentage. Now we get specific about what you're doing. You can't hide me just behind Joe Burrow because he got a great passing game, got a great running game, also got some defenders over there. Like, I'm not trying to take a shot at Joe Burrow. But if you told me Joe Burrow standing here, Deshaun Watson standing here, and I got to pick which one of those guys I want for my team and all things are equal, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. He's a greater talent. But here's why I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that. The Bengals went from 2-14 and 14 yes. to the Super Bowl within two years. They did. They did not all of a sudden acquire all of the talent in the world. No. They acquired Joe Burrow Be careful. and Jamar Chase. Be careful. Dixon was there. Be careful. Uh, 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 my guy, uh, what's his name? Ooh. Mixon. Mi- Joe, yeah, Joe Mixon, Mixon was there. Yes, yes. So all of a sudden, Joe Burrow mm-hmm. shows up, and two years later, you're in the Super be, Bowl? Be careful. Of that happened with the Rams. And was it about Jared Goff? The Rams were a losing team, fighting, trying to figure out their way. They get Jared Goff, they're in the Super Bowl. They lose the Super Bowl, but they end the Super Bowl. I'm not saying Joe Burrow is Jared Goff, but I'm saying I've seen that story before. Let's be careful how much we give in value to Joe Burrow doing all of that, because we just recently saw that same story. 
story. But he, 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 here, here's my ah. Hey, I got a thought. I got that thought. The problem with what you are saying is <laughs> ain't no problem. Jared Goff was a part of the Rams' failure. Jared Goff was 0-7 ooh, ooh, with the Rams. Ooh. Joe Burrow was never a part Joe of Burrow the Bengals' failure. Uh, no, he no, was no, he no. was still balling. 400 yard games yeah. he had as a rookie. Yeah, Jared yeah. Goff was not doing no, that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna make you look. Your list is basically focused on is it Joe Burrow or is it Lamar Jackson? You trying to take me, you tell you taking Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. But now that I, now you're talking. Now I know what we are arguing about. We just disguising it. Now you're now, talking. I would take Lamar Jackson because why? Lamar Jackson has not had the same receiving core. Let's just start there. He has not had the same offensive minds. Let's start there. And also, he's a unanimous MVP. Him, not the Ravens. What does Joe Burrow want in individual accomplishments talking. like a unanimous MVP? Now you're talking. And he led the league in passing touchdowns. Have you? Now you're talking. Let's get, let's get nuanced, oh, shall we? Shall let's we? get nuanced. We're about to get serious for a moment. <laughs> the reason I'm taking Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson is because Joe Burrow can do more in perception, and thus he's allowed to do more. Let me give it to you like this. I know what you're saying. When an NFL player yep. retires, yep. NFL players are viewed as analysts only. Mm-hmm. You played the game, so here's the box we are going to put you in, mm-hmm. an analyst box. We don't know if you could host. We're not even going to look at you as a host. We're going to look Freaks. at you as Freaks. an analyst. Freaks. That's the box we're putting you in. So unless you're like Marcellus Wiley or somehow, by the grace of God myself, mm-hmm. you find your way outside that box hosting. Back. But outside of that, we are putting you in a box because of how we view you. Lamar Jackson's put in a box because of how the NFL views him. Oh, you're a 4-4 quarterback? That's We're going to make you a running quarterback. Mm. Regardless of what Lamar can do, mm-hmm. he's put in a box because of how the NFL views him. Joe Burrow is not being put in that box. No. As a result, I believe Joe Burrow, who has already had more playoff success, will have a more successful career because they are not going to put Joe Burrow in the box that they're going to put Lamar Jackson into. So it's not even really any condemnation on Lamar Jackson. Like it's that. no condemnation on the NFL player that retires. Mm. There's just a box that people are waiting to put you in. Lamar's going to get put in the box. No blame of his own. Burrow's not. Burrow will have more success. I'm with you there. We are lockstep in agreement in that perspective of perception Joe Burrow they think more of him so he's gonna be allowed to do more correct correct right here's the thing they think less of Lamar they even think he should play the position and not only did he lead the league in touchdowns he won the only second unanimous MVP trophy that they gave out in terms of individual accomplishment Lamar Jackson already has a better trophy room Joe Burrow can say, hey, I made it to a Super Bowl. We've heard that story before, where you make it to a Super Bowl early, never make it again. Dan Marino comes to mind. I'm saying Joe Burrow, injuries. Say what you want. He got hurt last year, got hurt a couple years ago. Last year wasn't severe, but still injured. Lamar Jackson got hurt last year, but is not injury prone in the NFL just yet. Is he he wasn't knocked out. He wasn't knocked out for a season. No, but remember, two years ago, yep. Lamar Buffalo. Jackson, Buffalo, Buffalo, leaves the game with concussion after losing them that game during a pick six. They didn't have in. another game. That's why he ain't play. Remember, the following year, this past year, Lamar Jackson doesn't First time. finish the season. First time. It's two years now in a row that Lamar Jackson did not finish the season as a starting quarterback because yep. the Bills game, he gets knocked out in the playoffs. Obviously, there's a little bit of play on words there. He didn't finish that game. Yep. And this past season, mm. I don't know that we can still say Lamar Jackson isn't injury prone. Well, he ain't got a tore-up knee that came back and true. built off whatever that, that may that be. True. Outside that of that, all we talking about is thin hair. I'm talking about splitting hairs in terms of who you think is better. At the time, no, I, I'm sorry. There's one more issue. Justin Herbert, you're trying to say is the least talented 
of these five quarterbacks? Yeah, here, here's, here's I think the pivotal difference between you and me. You are like a Raiders general manager. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are Just drafting. Just win, baby. No, no. <laughs> if you're drafting sheerly off of the eye test. If I look I here, 6'4", like 240. 6'5", 2'10", 6'2", 2'10", 6'2". Like, I'm drafting just based off, I don't care how tall or whatever you are, you're just a winner. I don't care how tall, strong, whatever you are, you're just a winner. I'm looking more at intangibles, you're looking more at tangibles. Justin Herbert looks better than all these quarterbacks, except for Josh Allen. But Justin Herbert is not actually better than these quarterbacks. You drafting based on looks, big dog, you shallow. shallow. I am shallow. Look, I fall in love, I'm sucker for love, they used to call me at the club. As soon as I met her, hello, love you too. All right, here we go. Joe Burrow. Is he such a winner before last year? Such a winner. He always winning. What was his whole college career? Oh, oh. So we, and then we're gonna skip a we're gonna skip a year in there too, and then get back to last year. Well, he got hurt. So. Okay, okay. That's, he got that, hurt. That is a him problem, not a me problem. Justin Herbert, who has more yards in their first two years in NFL history? Name them. Oh, it's gonna get quiet. Who has more touchdowns than Justin Herbert in the first two years in NFL? Name only one dude. Like, come on, dog. You, this Justin is not a, doing this more. Is not a yard. And he had a horrible defense. If this year. was a yards touchdown conversation, I'm putting Jameis right here. If that's a yards touchdown conversation, put Jameis you up put there. You put yards up there, not he touchdowns. Got, Jameis had a 5,000 yards. He, ain't had, he only had 30 he ain't, done it. he ain't 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 done it. Jameis had a 5,000 yard uh, season. So if uh, this is a yards conversation, uh, Put Jameis up there. Uh, this isn't. Okay. This is a skill okay. conversation. Hey, Justin Herbert were the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. You don't think they not only go to Super Bowl, they win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. I, I, I totally agree with him. I totally agree. <laughs> that will do it for our top five quarterbacks under the age of 30. You got me there. We'll see how they ball out this season. Coming up, Steph Curry is back in the conference finals after a two-year hiatus. We'll tell you what's at stake for him next on Speak for Ooh. Yourself. Can't wait to do that next year after Herbert's in the Super Bowl. Baby. Okay. <laughs> The Warriors are back in the Western Conference Finals with Golden State hosting the Mavs in Game 1 tonight. Warriors! Steph Curry was making his sixth, I said sixth, Western Finals appearance last eight seasons. Damn, Steph. Now at 34 years old, Curry looks to lead the Warriors team to his fourth championship. Got to bring in Fox NBA analyst Slick Rick Bucabadacho. What's at stake for Steph in the Western Conference Finals? What is at stake? The throne, ladies and gentlemen. The throne. Best point guard in ball right now is at stake. The throne. The throne of best, uh, essentially, little scorer, if you will. The throne, ladies and gentlemen, is at stake for Steph Curry. Luka is trying to unseat Steph Curry. Mm. Remember who used to dazzle us in the playoffs year after year after year? The talk, Slick Rick Buecher, mm. it was Steph Curry. We marveled over his 40-point game seemingly with ease. We marveled over his playoff records of three-pointers in a game. We marveled over his ability to create his own shot. We marveled over Steph Curry. But now, all we talking about is Luka. Mm. See, what's at stake? For Steph Curry is reminding the world <laughs> that sometimes Old Faithful is better than a shiny new toy. Slick yes. Rick Buecher, yes. I can't imagine how many Christmases, how many, how many holidays that Slick, you probably spent frustrated. Be honest, Slick. Every Christmas, buying your child a new gift, Slick Rick Buecher. Once again, they unwrap it with Jubilee. Oh, my God. Thanks, Dad. Mm. And you're sitting there like, you're going to play with this toy for two days. And you're going to put it away. And why does Slick Rick Buecher know Man. this? 
because it happens year after year. Imagine <laughs> how many dollars did Slick Rick Buker waste? How many trips to the mall did Slick waste? How much gas money did Slick waste trying to appease his fans' children with the shiny new toys? <laughs> Luca right now is the Ooh. shiny new toy. Mm. And what is at stake for Steph Curry is reminding everyone that Old Faithful is better than the shiny new toy. Yes, you will marvel over the shiny new toy when they dismantle the Phoenix Suns. You'll marvel over the shiny new toy when they are the second highest playoff scorer in history behind Michael Jordan. But at the end of the day, the shiny new toy is only shiny because it's new. And Steph Curry is great, and he is going to remind everyone that he is great once again. That analogy was fantastic as far as its accuracy to my life. Yeah. Its accuracy as far as the comparison is way off. There you go. Luka Doncic is not just a shiny new toy. Luka Doncic is not someone that we are after a what? uh, uh, This season, after a couple of series wins, we're going to dismiss and say, that was nice, Luka, but Mm. uh, could you do something real? My answer to this question is nothing. And it's essentially, in in part because, again, Acho, there's so many parts of the truth that you get to, and then you put them together, and you, I don't know how you come up with the wrong conclusion. Because you're you're seeing and you're speaking the truth, and then you make your declarative statement. I'm like, ah, he was so close. He was so close. (laughs) Yes, Steph Curry amazed us. But at the very beginning, you were struggling to define that title that Steph Curry holds. Mm. He's the best, um, let me qualify it, mm. little guy scorer, mm. as if we've ever had that as an award. He's the most uh, exciting, uh, the way he scored, mm. like, you can't define it. And, and it's one of the things that I love about Steph is because his greatness is very hard to define. It is as much what he brings and has created and made the Golden State Warriors as a collective that is great. And we see Lucas starting to learn how to do that as well with the Dallas Mavericks. But Steph is already a made man. He has, to me, nothing to prove, which is why this is all about Luka and, <clears throat> and what he has at stake. Luka has the opportunity to be able to establish himself as the new star, as the biggest star in the Western Conference now. If you what Steph Curry is right now, Celis is he's the last man standing of the old guard. If there's anything that he has at stake, it's to say, you know what, we're not turning the page just yet to Luca and to Giannis and to Ja. It's still, yep, KD's gone. Yep, LeBron's gone. Yep, Chris Paul's gone. But I'm still here. And I'm taking it up for the old guard, and we're not letting go of our mantle and our control of the league just yet. That is what Steph has at stake. Mm, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh, I'm glad we have come far away from the little engine that could story that Otto was trying to sell me. I read, I read that every night. Uh, that's not you, Steph. Nope, nope, nope. It's not even the changing of the guard that is at stake for Steph Curry. It's the old guard is back is what's at stake for Steph Curry. And here's the problem. Luka don't give a damn about changing of the guard, old guard, because he's the new kid on the block. 
And with him being on this block right now, if he can beat the Golden State Warriors basically one on four in terms of all-time greats on that team, oh, Luca, it is your world, and everyone else has to get in line. That's what's at stake for Steph Curry. And Steph Curry knows this. It's not about where he fits in all-time legacy, because I'm with you, Slick. Nothing in terms of legacy right now. It's just the Golden State Warriors disappeared after KD left. And now they're trying to raise their hand like we're back. But if Luka smacks their hand down right now, it's not a changing of the guard because you haven't been there for the last couple years. It's that the old guard is bad. Damn. And that's what's at stake. Woo! You imagine that Luka comes in here with all of his greatness, elevates this team past the Golden State Warriors. Where do they go from here? Is Klay Thompson going to come back next year better? You would say maybe because he's a year further away from the injury. Is Draymond going to get better? Nah, not really. You would just say more of the same great Draymond. Will Steph get better? I don't think so. Jordan Poole gets better. But is Jordan Poole getting better going to be enough to deal with Luka the Don, who can then next year reload or revitalize that team? This is a situation where Steph is trying to claim his old block back. But it looked like Luka might already got a post there and ain't giving it up. But here's, if I'm Steph, what's probably frustrating. Why y'all even talking about me and Luka in the same sentence? Like, can, can we just, can we level things up real quick, Slick? Like, if I'm Luke, if I'm Steph, Ooh. I'm disgusted that you're even talking about me and Luka in the same sentence. Ooh. I've been to five finals. He's been to none. I got two MVPs. He got none. I got three chips. He got none. What are we, what are we talking about? Like, Luca has not earned the right. And I love Luca. I'm mm. from Dallas. Mm. Luca has not earned the right to be mentioned in the same conversation, category, and breath, nor sentence as Steph Curry. Steph Curry has gone now to six Western Conference Finals in eight years. And let's talk about this, Slick, and I know you will appreciate it. Think about the four teams in those five previous Western Conference Finals that Steph has dismantled. He dismantled a well-coached Spurs team led by Kawhi Leonard. Obviously, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't get hurt, that series would not have only been four games, but nonetheless, it was four games. Clean sweep. He dismantled a young and hungry Houston Rockets team. Trevor Reza, Dwight Howard, James Harden. Remember, Dwight Howard back when Dwight Howard was still putting up 17, 18 points per game. A young and hungry James Harden in the early stages of Houston. He dismantled a wily and savvy Houston team led by Chris Paul and James Harden. Once again, many might argue if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, that series would have gone differently. But the game of sports is all about availability. Who else did he dismantle, Slick Rick? He dismantled a young, scrappy Blazers team that could get buckets. Dame Lillard, C.J. McCollum swept them. So everybody has tried. Mm. Dame, Harden, Paul, Spurs, Kawhi. Many have tried, but none have succeeded. Not in those Western Conference, because Steph Curry is 5-0 in the Western Conference Finals. So if we are being honest... Let's only talk about Steph Curry for the rest of this conversation because Luka is not even worthy of being mentioned in the same sentence as Steph. And this is coming from someone who loves Luka but respects Steph. Mm. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. But that's why I said at the very beginning why Steph has nothing to prove because he's right. a made man. Right. There's right. nothing for him to accomplish here. However... 
If Luka Doncic takes down Steph Curry, a guy who has all those accomplishments, and he hasn't seeded that he's not still that Steph Curry. Mm. The Golden State Warriors are suggesting they're still those Golden State Warriors. And let's be clear, uh, Acho, it wasn't just Steph that accomplished all those things. He named a lot of team accomplishments and said Steph did them. No, the Golden State Warriors did them with a big helping hand from Steph Curry. You want Again, we get into this argument all the time. If you want to say he led them to all that, I am good. If you want to say he carried them to all that, we've had that conversation. Mm. Nonetheless, for Luka to ascend, he needs to knock off the old king. And Steph is the last king standing for him to say, I, I went through Steph Curry. I knocked off the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. And to Marcellus's point, like if the Golden State Warriors win this series, it won't be because Steph outplayed Luka Doncic. It will be because Jordan Poole did what he's capable of doing. It will be because Draymond Green and Klay Thompson captured some semblance of what they are. I have no expectation that Steph Curry is somehow going to dominate this series and do more than Luka because that's not the way the Golden State Warriors function. For the Dallas Mavericks to win, Luka has to be everything he's been in the first two series. I mean, just look at who's his next best player. Mm. It's what, Jalen Brunson? Brunson. No. Like, and no. you go down from there. Meanwhile, you're talking about Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, uh, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. Like the, the, the scales are set for the Golden State Warriors to win this. And it's one more reason why <clears throat> Steph can't accomplish anything by winning this series because it won't be just Steph doing it. If Dallas does it, it's because Luka was as phenomenal and dominating as he was against the Phoenix Suns. Man, man, man. We are on to something here. Ah, I think it would not hurt Steph's legacy at all to lose to Luka. But we're going to get a moment right here that we didn't get with LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. Remember that conversation yep. of, oh, when they going to intercept? Just missed. Now we're going to get Luka and Steph Curry in the Western Conference Finals. So let's appreciate that. But I want to remind Acho especially that all championships are not created equal. I hear that in reception. I think that they are. But I, I stop arguing with people who tell me that they're not. Want to know why? Steph Curry's championship, the first one without KD. Let's go there. LeBron's championships in Miami. Let's go there. Now let's bring up Dirk's championship in Dallas. All of a sudden you look at it like, that one's different. Why was it different? He had Jason Terry, he had Jason Kidd, but people say, nah, that was Dirk's. Or when you look at some of these other championships, as Slick just reminded us, they're a little bit more of a shared experience, correct? Well, Luca is going to put himself in that conversation with Dirk. Like this one's going to weigh a little heavier than the rest. Why? Because Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie won't be received the same as what we see with a Dwayne Wade or Kobe Bryant when they're with their other star. So now look at this situation, Acho, and I don't want you to fight it. I need to see my brother's face up here along with my other brother from another. Ah, I saw this. I rank people, and I don't tell them I rank them, but I am judgmental because y'all know y'all judging me. It's just the way the game goes. Who's a bigger artist, The Weeknd or Justin Bieber? Bieber. 
Thank you, Justin Bieber. But they both coming in in concert to L.A. And guess where Justin Bieber is at? Kia Forum. Not bad. Second biggest venue out here. Mm, crypto. You know what a weekend uh, is? You know what a weekend is? SoFi, right across the street. Let me tell you the difference in capacity. Y'all want to go there. Bieber bigger. Mm. Steph is bigger. However, there is something about a surge. There's something about a newness. There's something about a streaking. You could call it a meteor. You could call it whatever you want, but Luca is coming. And right now, the stage is set for Luca to be at crypto? No. Kia form? No. So far. And that's what we're getting. We're getting a special moment of Kobe versus Braun, and it's for so far. That's why I think Steph needs to watch out, because if Luca takes over in this moment right here, the recovery is not going to be pretty. Coming up, we're going, I know you wanted some more, Acho. I saw it in your face. We're going to continue a debate we had yesterday, and I'm going to tell Acho why Shaq had a better career than Kobe. Damn, it don't stop. That's next on Speak for Yourself. Till the weekend of 108 tours, including 11 in Europe. Hey, I'm with Asia, you. I'm with you. But why is Shaq it? was a great leader or Shaq was a bad leader? <laughs> Point is, whatever he was, it was successful. Shaquille O'Neal might be the most talented player in the history of the game of basketball as far as physically imposing. But why is he not the best player? Why Kobe got more chips than Shaq? Oh, wait. Why Kobe got more chips than Shaq? Because one was a leader and dedicated to the game, and the other was just physically dominant. Mm. Eat, smoke. Not all of it, but a good amount. Mm. All right, we got to settle the topic and to settle this topic. Mm. Sell. Uh, you know, we was beefing yesterday, back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back yeah. and forth. You yeah. have the nerve to say to Shaq. Nerve. And Kobe, the nerve. But then even you are self-aware enough to poll the people. Yeah. So you put a Twitter poll out there yeah. asking the Twitter world yeah. what they thought. Yeah. And the Twitter world yeah. has spoken yes. that Kobe Bryant. Yes. Had a better career yes. and a better player yes. than Shaq. Yes. I need you to speak. Do yes. you still stand on the fact no. that Shaq had a better career? Absolutely. This just confirms it. That's Trollville right there. That's Twitter. Is Twitter reality? Everything is on Twitter is just the opposite in the real world. Thank you, Twitter, for confirming what I already knew. Let me just start here, you know, with my intro, my topic sentence. They played together, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. this ain't, we don't have to go hypothetical that far. Shaq was in the league four years earlier than than Kobe Bryant. They played together for eight years. A lot of people think it was only those three years back to back to back to back, whatever they wanted. Who was better? Anybody? Anybody. Oh, oh, I hear right now, Kobe was young. Dog, eight years? (laughs) Okay, let's go from there. Ten-year peak. Ten-year peak. I'm taking their best ten years. Shaq Average more points per game than Kobe. Rebound. I ain't going to get into the rest. You know he was better. Playoffs, Shaq as good in terms of numbers. Kobe dips down. Now, let's get to our story because I noticed that we're real contentious when we up here talking smart with our facts and opinions. But when we talk story, we relax. The shoulders course, get yes, down. Sir, let's relax. Do you watch sure. ne- National Geographic Channel? Rarely. I, rarely? rarely? One of my favorite things to do on YouTube. You enter, you enter my history right now on YouTube. It's going to be something you shouldn't look at, and then it's National Geographic. I digress. Here's the thing. National Geographic in the wild They tell us how it is in the real world with us humans. On every team, as you said this maybe two weeks ago, every team in the pro level is a collection of alphas. Mm -hmm. And you only become a beta because of alpha major. Mm -hmm. 
When they played together, we know who the beta was. Rest in peace, respect to Kobe Bryant. Shaq was insanely dominant. Shaq was the best player, and he had a three-year run where you were saying Shaq's the best player in basketball. Name those same years for Kobe Bryant. Always a shared experience. I hate to say this, man, because I love Kobe's game, but he's not as good as Shaquille O'Neal. Kobe Bryant's significantly better. Oh, than I knew you were going to start. Let off me with a hot start topic. first off with what is so ignorant about the take of they played together and who was better. Sell so, finals MVP. If a vet plays with a rookie and then the vet moves on, that does not eliminate what the rookie goes on to do over the course of the rest of his career. That doesn't that. undermine their greatness. Pray, brother. Pray, um, pray my brother. <laughs> Kobe has more titles than Shaq. Kobe won more titles without Shaq than Shaq won without Kobe. Kobe won without Shaq twice. Shaq won without Kobe once. If Shaq had his same level of skill at Kobe's size, Shaq would do absolutely nothing. If Kobe had his same level of skill at Shaq's size, he might have won 20 ships. So Kobe's more talented. Kobe won more. Kobe was a better player. And you want to call Kobe a beta. Kobe was so alpha that he ran Shaq's beta butt out of L.A. Respectfully. He was so alpha. You can take that back. That he ran his beta butt. This your chance to take it back. Now, let me say one final point. You said that? Let me say one final point. What? Let me say one final point. You got Marcellus' top ten list. Do we have his top ten list all time? Do we have his top ten list of players all time? Do we have it? 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 There it is. Um, so what's so fascinating about this list and y'all at home lock in right now because I want y'all to do this activity with me. Uh, Marcel Swiley at number one, LeBron James. Can you name the teams that LeBron James played for? Cleveland. Yes, sir. Miami. Yes, sir. Cleveland. Yes, sir. L.A. Yes, sir. That's it. Can you name the teams that Michael Jordan played for, sir? Chicago. Yes, sir. Can you name the teams? Reti- some baseball team. Oh, don't cut me off. Let's go. Okay, keep going. Retired. Uh, yes, sir. Wizards. Wizards. Can, can you name the team Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played for, sir? Milwaukee. Yes, sir. Lakers. That's it. Yes, sir. Can you name the team that Mac Johnson played for, sir? Lakers. Yes, sir. Can you name the team Larry Bird played for, sir? Celtics. Can you name the team that Shaquille O'Neal played for, sir? Yes, sir. Orlando. Lakers. Heat. Uh-oh. Uh, Cleveland. Boston. Um... Sherman Oaks Rec League. I, mean, I don't know where Shaq went after that. <laughs> what exactly. TNT. You forgot about Phoenix. Phoenix. You, you got a top 10 list. And of Marcellus's top 10 he list, everybody. he can name He's the sprinting. teams that everybody played for except for Shaquille O'Neal. I got most of them. There you go. could Phoenix. not name every team that Shaq with played life. for. Because if he was that great, he as was. great as Kobe, yeah. you would at least know every one of his stints. No, I wouldn't. You don't even remember peak to peak. every one oh, of Shaquille to... O'Neal's oh, stints. Oh. If he was better than Kobe, you can name them all. I don't know what Wilt played. Everybody I don't know what Wilt played either, but I do know that I got to bring in our Fox ooh, NBA ooh. analyst, Slick Rick DeBuker, to maybe uh, spread this fire, not extinguish it. So, Slick, help us settle this once and for all. Who had a better career, Shaq or Shaq? Marcellus, why are you making me do this? Thank you. What, pick Shaq? I saw you. You got murdered yesterday by Acho and Steven Jackson. I'm still here. And now you're making, you're my brother. I love you, Marcellus. (laughs) The last segment, we were... We were there, Hugs. and you were there, Hugs. and now you're making me come in and put another knife in a body. I saw you. You're, it's not even your body anymore. Your soul <laughs> left your body. 
yesterday <laughs> in that show. And this is, so I have to do it because I've been asked to do it. Yeah. But I'm going to do it. Acho, have you ever noticed when Marcellus really has an airtight case, he doesn't get loud. He doesn't yell. Oh. He gets quiet. Mm. Oh, that's true. And he just runs it down, and he runs it down like a doctor giving you your prescription. Mm. So here he goes, Acho uh, and and Celis. Let's just just go through it. Uh, Who has more titles? Oh, that would be Kobe. Five five to four. (laughs) Who has more titles without having a top 75 teammate? Oh, that would be Kobe with two to zero. Who who scored more points? Oh. Oh, that would be Kobe. Who has more all NBA team selections? Oh, that would be Kobe, 15 to 14. All NBA first team? Oh, that would be 11 to 8. Uh, all defensive team? Oh, 12 to 3. I, I don't know what else to say. Mm. It's. Mm. Oh, Man. It's Kobe he- Bryant. <laughs> 911, 911, 911. I'd like to report a murder. I'd like to, uh, yes, hey, as soon as we get back from commercial hey, break, I would like to report a murder. That's a crime. Murder, you like can't call them unless it's really an emergency. I, would, I, I got a little life left. Operator, I'm still here. <laughs> hey, let me get this one point off. And y'all got, y'all got to respond to this point. Y'all killing me with these numbers and stuff. I get it. He outlasted Shaq. Thank God Shaq left. But let's go here. One, my first point. They played together. We know it wasn't a conversation. But two, how many different Kobe's are there? Well, let me not even do that because there was one they said was better than Kobe, Michael Jordan. How many baby Jordans were there? Kobe and others. I'm not going to get into the name because none of them lived up to Kobe or Michael Jordan. Now, here's the calm that Slick likes. How many other Shaquille O'Neal's have we seen? Any other baby shacks? Anybody? Coming up, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are looking to return to the Super Bowl. But we'll tell you if they were just one-hit wonders. Next, don't speak for yeah, yourself. He's Fox Pico I hope he's we can find another breath. Marcellus. A little breath. Because the last one is dead. <laughs> the Bengals entered last season as the last place team in AFC North and ended up three-point shy of a Super Bowl title. Dang. Since he is looking to get another shot, and Joe Burrow is feeling good about their chances claiming their postseason run will give the team the confidence to make another run. So, Acho, do you have any concerns that the Bengals were just one hit wonder? Not at all. And the reason being is that um, it, it, it just doesn't make sense that Joe Burrow can't do it again given how quickly he did it. I look at it like this, Cell. It's too convenient to be a coincidence. Okay. Right? Like, it just it makes too much sense for us to just be like, oh, this is happenstance. Mm-hmm. I go back to the LSU Tigers. The previous five seasons before Joe Burrow arrived, they averaged 8.8 wins, roughly nine wins. Joe Burrow shows up, and two years later, 15-0 national championship. It's too Jeez. convenient for it to be a coincidence. I talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, 2-14 and 14 before Joe Burrow arrives. Joe Burrow shows up, wins six games, he gets hurt. Next year, sophomore year, they're in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's... Too convenient for it to be a coincidence. It's too convenient that wherever Joe Burrow goes as of late, the teams get significantly better. It's too convenient for that to be a coincidence. So I don't think that the Bengals will be one-hit wonders because Joe Burrow is clearly not a one-hit wonder. He hit in Baton Rouge, and he's now hit again in Cincinnati. He hit in college, and he's now hitting again in the pros. He dominated at one level, and he's now dominating again at the next. Too convenient as I see it. Lastly... Mm. The Bengals' questions were on the offensive line. They have a new right tackle. 
They have a new center, and they have a new guard. They have shored up 60% of their offensive line, three of the five players. I understand they lost Uzoma at tight end. They're going to try to subsidize that loss with Hayden Hurst, albeit I don't believe Hayden Hurst is the same catching threat as Uzoma. Nonetheless, too convenient for it to be a coincidence. <coughs> Bengals will be back sooner than later. Uh, you got some concerns. Um, we're not going to address them, maybe, but I will speak on some of the concerns for them. Some of the concerns were that offensive line that you say is rebuilt, right? They gave up 51 sacks. Ugh. Joe Burrow already been hurt before, and you got an O-line giving up 51 sacks? Ugh. Oh, we rebuilt it. We got Lyle Collins, yeah, who missed 2020 with a hip injury and some drug testing. <laughs> that didn't go so well for him. Okay, we'll see how he performs. Um, you remember this team last year with the running game? As great as Joe Mixon is, 23rd in the league. Mm, that's not good. Remember this defense last year? 18th, 17th in scoring defense. That's not good. What's going on? Did I see teams that didn't even make the playoffs with much better defenses than them, like the Colts and the Broncos? Jets put up 511 yards on these boys. Look, here's the thing. If they don't fix up front for real, then it's going to be on Joe Burrow. That's fine. Joe Burrow's a talent. Joe Burrow's a beast. However, if the running game is just average, and the offensive line is below average, then you putting all this stress on Joe Burrow to go back to do what three of the last six Super Bowl losers have done. Miss the playoffs. Half of them make it, half of them don't. So I don't think you're thinking they're going to make the Super Bowl again, right? Not this year. Okay, good. We're in agreement, but some concern. Coming up is the season. Carson Wentz's last chance to prove himself as a franchise quarterback. He got on the team color, so you know that answer. Next, oh, speak for yourself. Dressing like a team. Carson Wentz will start the season on his third different team in three years after struggling in Philadelphia and Indy. Now with a fresh start in Washington, Wentz has a chance to prove his doubters wrong. But Troy Aikman said this is the quarterback's last opportunity to show he's a franchise quarterback. Hacho, is this Carson Wentz's last chance to prove himself? No. Surprisingly. Now, I understand Carson Wentz, it did not end well in Philly. Carson Wentz, the last game in Indianapolis did not end well, albeit your season was okay. Mm. The reason this isn't his last chance, Sal, and this is just very simple. When you want to talk about the future of something, you got to talk about, like, what's in the chamber? What's in the chamber? What's mm. coming? What's mm. coming? What's mm. coming? Mm. When you look at a college football program's dominance, don't look at that year. Look at their recruiting class from mm. three years prior. Oh, okay. If you really want to look at a team that has national champions on it, you all of a sudden look at their recruiting class three years prior and you're like, oh, it makes sense now. They had a whole class of dogs. Think about the Clemson team with Deshaun Watson that won a national championship. If you look at their recruiting class, you see the likes of Deshaun Watson, Christian Wilkins, Cleveland Farrell. You're like, whoa, they was all in the same class? So now I'm looking at the quarterback class the last three years to see a Carson Wentz. Is this it for you? Mm. And the reason it's not is because if you look at the quarterback class over the last three years, there are only two bona fide dudes. Let's go. The only two bona fide dudes, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Because three years ago, you got Herbert, you got Burrow, you got Tua, you got Hurts. Those are the main dogs from that class. Mm -hmm. Well, Tua, he's playing to become a, prove himself a starter this year. And Hurts, he might be playing to prove himself a starter this year as well. Look at the class after that. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, mm. Trey Lance, amongst others. Trevor Lawrence, ugh, he had a rough year. Zach Wilson, ugh, he had a terrible year. Man. Trey Lance, ugh, 
He didn't even <laughs> see the field. One play, Trey. Justin Fields. Yikes. Mm. That wasn't good. Mm. Mac Jones. Who? For the Patriots. Did his thing. Mm. For the Patriots. Then you look at this year. Kenny Pickett. Malik Willis. Kenny Pickett. So the only way that Carson Wentz can really be <laughs> unseated from his rightful seat as a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL is Ooh. if you had a whole crew of caps rolling mm-hmm. in, but you ain't got none. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Huh? And if you want to add Mac Jones because Belichick does not like changing quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Mac Jones. Three mm. quarterbacks in three years that have proven themselves to be the guys. Right now in the NFL, it's just a rotation of veteran, a veteran, a veteran, a veteran. Carson Wentz is in that rotation of veterans. Even if he struggles this year, mm. I don't think it's it. Man, I'm with Troy Aikman. Um, just to be specific, and because Troy Aikman obviously got respect for him, as a franchise quarterback, this is it. Can you talk bad about Troy now that he don't work at Fox? Man, I, you got something to say? <laughs> what are we going to say? He got all that money. <laughs> Damn, I just heard we can't. Okay, that was Troy texting me too. Better not. Here we go. Um, Troy Wright, let's talk about it. Carson, you get into the league, small school, second pick. Let's see it. Prove it. Oh, you did. And then you changed our mind with the same franchise. We gave $128 million, and now we want it back. Same franchise. Now, let's let Carson Wentz go and let him go to the best-case scenario. He goes there and comes up short. Now... You're on your third opportunity where they're like, okay, look, we don't know what to think about you, but it's pretty low. Change our mind once again, beginning of this cycle. Prove yourself. Carson Wentz, if you don't prove yourself now, you live in a world of second chances. They don't say a world of third chances, mm-hmm. fourth chance, fifth chance. You're a Shalimar fan? Obviously not. You're looking at me. <laughs> your dad is, I bet. But Shalimar, second time around. They, they ain't make the remix. It ain't a third time around. So, Carson, if you're going to do something, you better do it right now or else – Getting that carousel of backups. Coming up, Kyrie Irving has some interesting words of reflection about his time with LeBron James. Tell you if he's keeping it 100 or just 99. Next, don't speak for yourself. (laughs) Time around. Yeah, they ain't got a third time around. (laughs) (laughs) On this show, hey, Kelly, we only know how to keep it 100, but others, they keep it 99. Each day, we're going to get to the bottom of who's really telling the truth and who's staying after the show. Case in point, Kyrie Irving has some interesting thoughts, inside jokes, about his decision to leave LeBron James in Cleveland. Kyrie said, quote, if I was in the same maturity level and understanding of who I am now, and I look back, we definitely, definitely would have won more championships. So, Acho, Kyrie keeping it 100 or 99? Uh, he's keeping it 100. He's keeping it 100 to himself because he genuinely believes if he was more mature back then, they would have won more chips, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Kyrie, that's implying that you're mature now, and I don't think that he is. I think now he just perceives he's mature. Kyrie lives in an alternate reality, but it does make sense. He kept it 100, but I don't know what. You kept it a thou wow. Calm down on the Kyrie slander right there. The man was just in a moment of reflection. I like that. Respect to you, Kyrie, and we'll figure that out. That's it for us. See y'all tomorrow. Damn, you went sports earth.